Welcome to Otaku Brothers, your friendly neighborhood gaming podcast featuring Rusty, R.E. Lewis 2011, and Ryan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 83 of Otaku Brothers. My name is Rusty, and today is Saturday, June 20th. I am joined by my forever co-host and brother-in-law, Ryan. How you doing, man? I'm good. Yeah. Um. I guess last Saturday we recorded Friday actually last week. Yeah, it, it was a little weird. It's throwing me off. So last Saturday, the day after we recorded, I went dog shopping. Yeah, how'd that go, man? It was it was actually really good to start out with. We went. We were the second in line or the second time slot. But when we got in there, there's like three different rows of dogs. So maybe I don't know, like. 35 or so dogs okay which is better than normal like covid numbers more recently yeah for sure and we saw one that was adorable um it kind of not not it didn't necessarily look like scoob but it had like scoob size and giant paws when you got him yeah and he was just adorable we like went up to him we were like talking hi like hey like the dog voice oh yeah and uh i I was like we need him because i went with my dad to like maybe push my dad into getting a dog but together we're like yeah within like 20 seconds of seeing this dog um we wanted him so i went to talk to the like front desk guy and he's like sorry marty which is the dog's name he was uh he was taken he was adopted so that's a bummer close within like 15 minutes yeah and you know lauren and i we um had to go to the dmv to change the title for cars because she had sold her old accord yeah and when we were doing that, we were, of course, anxiously anticipating a text from you, and you had sent a picture of the little little guy. He was adorable, mm-hmm. as all heck, and you're right, he did have, like, almost, like, webbed little feet, like, scoobed, and yeah, almost, like, people Yeah, he was either, hands. like, half-toed, half, like, beagle, or... Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I don't know. And, uh, and I kind of figured, because just to kind of play the scene back last summer when we got a dog, we just come back from Alaska, and... It was that week that Lauren and I were kind of like, we need to get a dog because we'd been talking about it for well over a year at that point, but mm-hmm. we didn't have an apartment that allowed dogs. So we moved to a place that did, came back from Alaska, and we're like, we're going to do it in the next month or so. And we were online talking to someone that lived about two hours north from us. And it was like a great Pyrenees, like St. Bernard mix, beautiful little puppy, adorable as all get out. Lauren fell in love with it, but then at the last minute they said, oh, never mind, we're going to keep it because our apartment complex, we got the go-ahead the go to keep him or whatever. Yeah. So Lauren was just beside herself, and there was the next day that we went to the pound and got Scooby, and when we came back, I texted you and was like, dude, I might have said like I got an Xbox One or I got a new video game just or something. Something generic about games. Like, yeah. Come over and see. I was like, you got to come see it, and you're like, okay, whatever. I was hiding in the bathroom with yeah. Scooby, and I came out. I'm like, yeah, we got a dog today. And you're like, what? So I thought when you said that, no, we found out that he had actually been adopted uh, earlier today when we were out taking him on a walk. I was like, Ryan's definitely playing us. He's getting back at us for what we did last summer. But then Lauren was like, no, I don't think he'd joke around about this. I think he's probably pretty serious. I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. And unfortunately, that is the case, Ryan. But we are here today to... I know we got to get to The Last of Us Part 2 impressions. we got to get to that. We have a lot of stuff to unpack later in the back half of the show. But what we have to do in the beginning of and the show... And it's great from what we've seen so far. It's amazing. Yeah, we, we'll get to it. Don't even worry about it, people. <laughs> but what we have to get to right now is something that... Your birthday is what? July 5th? Yeah. Okay. Do you want my social security number on this podcast Yeah, your well? date of birth, okay. social security number, every phone number you've ever had. All right. 
I was like, I was debating. I'm like, can I say anything? But I'm like, even area codes. I'm yeah, like, don't do that. That's not a good idea. <laughs> so, anyways, um, your birthday is July 5th. If I remember correctly, last year I got you the entire Dragon Ball manga series. Yeah. And a uh, great little collector set. Yeah. I wanted to one up that this year. And okay. so I placed an order for something um, not too, too long ago. And it actually arrived far sooner than I'd anticipated. And so I'm glad because it came at a perfect time to coincide with last weekend's somewhat unfortunate events. It's like a dog leash. A dog collar just to rub it in. No, it's not a dog. Um, the interesting thing about this gift, though, is that it's not a physical item. I'm not going to be handing something to you. I'm, I'm just picturing like Dumbledore like pulling out his memories and like, <laughs> here. I wish I could Jump do that, in. but I don't have that capability. Um, I actually reached out to a good friend of mine and had this individual record a message for you. Oh, cool. And so what we're going to have to do, because not only did this person capture their voice they captured themselves in the flesh so we're actually going to pause the recording and switch seats i actually am going to have you press record when we swap and play something on my second monitor here and i want to get your live reaction here in the show for the otaku hood our listeners and everyone that's enjoying this podcast abroad this is terrifying (laughs) but it's gonna be good times i think uh it'll satisfy you for the very foreseeable future I think it'll get a smile out of you. Okay. All right. So we're going to pause. We'll swap seats and we'll be back momentarily. All right, Ryan. So we are back and you are in my seat, the recording chair, and you have this video up on the second monitor here. How are yeah, you feeling? I'm very nervous. Any I, predictions what this is? I have no idea. I have no idea. Okay. Well, all I ask from you is we'll play this back probably at least twice. Okay. Okay. During the first take... I want you to not say anything, just visually react, because I don't want the recording to be disrupted. Okay. Right? You know what I'm saying? So I should get away from the mic. So go over there. All right, I'm going to do it. Press play. Hey, Ryan, listen up. It's Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117. Rusty and I want to wish you a happy 28th birthday, man. I know I need you guys at my back in fighting the flood and finishing this fight good luck with your search for a rescue dog i got one myself they're the best and you know what you'll know him when you find him all the best to you man and wake me when you need me chief out how because man (laughs) how i'm already lewis 2011 i make things happen that's awesome so yeah, that was Steve Downs, the actual voice actor for the man, the myth, the legend, Master Chief. How'd you do that? Dude, I, I just, I make things happen, all right? We've been MySpace friends for 15 years. We went to different high schools together. <laughs> He's a little bit more great than you are. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Isn't that sweet? Yeah, so I guess... We're not getting PS5s. We're getting <laughs> Xbox One Xs. We are, we are Series <laughs> X converts. Steve Downs, Master Chief, is going to physically sign our Xboxes and send them to us. Dude, there's no way I'm getting a PS5 now. I have to play Halo. Yeah, you just signed your life in blood to I Xbox. I mean, you already bought Halo 5, so... I did. Yeah, I did buy a couple Spoilers. Of Xbox One He's games committed. over the weekend. Dude, that's ridiculous. Play one more time for the listeners. How the... F- <laughs> Is it still recording, by the way? Because I can't see. Yeah. All right. Did it record his voice? 
Dude, how the fuck am I supposed to? I've never been on this side of the It's computer. okay, just press All record. Right, again. Hey, Ryan, listen up. It's Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117. Rusty and I want to wish you a happy 28th birthday, man. I know I need you guys at my back in fighting the flood. God, that's so and awesome. And finishing <laughs> this fight. Good luck with your search for a rescue dog. I got one myself. They're the best. And you know what? You'll know him when you find him. All the best to you, man. And wake me when you need me. Chief, out. Dude, I didn't even catch it because I was in so much shock the first time that he was talking about a dog. <laughs> and like getting a rescue dog. Yeah. Dude, you, so you're like, yo, Master Chief, my brother-in-law is trying to get a dog. Yeah. You want to say something to him for his birthday? Yeah. That's awesome that he would do something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. So you, you went to high school with <laughs> Different high schools, yeah. No, I, uh, I went through a loop, few loopholes and uh, sent him a message and said, hey, my bro turning 28, can you uh, send him a message about how he, you, know, you need our help to fight the flood and that um, he's also in search of a rescue dog, hasn't had much luck in the past few weeks, and can you wish him well on that journey? He's like, bro, I got you. <laughs> That's so cool. I like him. He's a good guy. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow, shit. <laughs> I did not expect So that. if Haley Joel Osment, this voice actor of Soar, does not wish me a birthday message next <laughs> yeah. year, Ryan, I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah, I'll fly her in. Haley. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's the kid from Signs. Or yeah. not Signs, but a success. Oh, I almost COVIDed your glass. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's awesome. Thank well, you. You're welcome. You're very welcome. Happy early birthday. Thanks, man. So we'll I'm, be back for the recording as Ryan and I swap seats again. Yeah, I have no idea how to stop this, so just come over here and help me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to fuck it up and delete everything. Okay. Because this is terrifying. I have unlimited power in this side. And we're back, Ryan. Yeah, in the right desks, or side of the table. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. Yeah, so uh, you proud? Or are you happy of your, with your birthday present? Dude... That was amazing. Yeah? Yeah, I did not expect that at all. It was just as terrifying as I expected. I mean, to have Master Chief talk to me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Luckily, I'm not a flood. You were <laughs> Or not. the Covenant, you so I was But hopefully safe. you can at least say here in a uh, few weeks that you do have a rescue dog. Yeah, hopefully. That's the hope. That's the hope. But Ryan, we have a lot of other things to get to in this show. As we talked about it briefly in the beginning, we have to talk about The Last of Us Part too. Yeah, we do. And uh, I would say that um, all the listeners can ease their worries because we will not be giving any spoilers for the game. Our discussions are going to be completely spoiler-free, not even slight spoilers, and if they are, I will edit them out or Ryan and I will restart the entire recording. Yeah, or just beep it out like our first couple episodes where we weren't allowed to swear, That's which right. is dumb. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, so definitely do not worry at the tail end of the show. I don't know, Ryan, when do you want to talk about The Last of Us? So I was thinking probably in like two weeks we do full spoilers because you're going to finish it this weekend and I'm probably going to take a week. Yeah. Um, so maybe two weeks. Okay. Give people some time. Yeah, yeah. I think that sounds and good. And then if you don't want any spoilers... For that full episode, just don't listen. Yeah, or come and back. And I'll make sure whenever we end up talking about it, whether it's in the beginning or the end of the show, I'll edit it so it is in the tail end of the show. So even if uh, you know one of our listeners' kids grabs their their device and fast forwards or whatever, hopefully it would yeah. it wouldn't fast forward it to a place where they're in spoiler territory. But I also 
courtesy of the listeners. I'm mindful of them. I put timestamps in the bottom of the show. Yeah, and we can always say, like, in the title, spoilers for Last of Us at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. It'll be good times. We have two weeks. Yeah. We're good. But uh, apart from, you know, Master Chief talking to you and you wishing you a happy birthday, how was your week? It was good. Um, a lot of back and forth. So in, I, I guess, next weekend at this point, um, we're going to go on shutdown. Um, so basically... All of our North American plants shut down and we get a week off. Um, I volunteered for, they're adding two production days. Mm -hmm. And I volunteered to work on the line for two of those days. And it's kind of been back and forth whether I was going to be working. Yeah. Um, Since I work in an office um, and I I don't plan on ever working on the line, but I kind of wanted the experience. Sure. So I volunteered. First shift is like 6.30 to like 3.30 or something. And then uh, B shift is 4 o'clock to like 1 in the morning. And since I haven't woken up at like 5.30, God, in like a year, I figured just B shift and I'll just become nocturnal. So I volunteered for two days. It was kind of back and forth all week, whether... It would actually happen. I got like, hey, you're not going to have to. Got excited. And then they said I have to. So now I'm mentally preparing. Okay. Well, uh, as I've said many times in the podcast, I've stopped trying to understand you. (laughs) Don't. You're not going to. Yeah. Uh, Well, so fortunately for myself, uh, you know, you and Lauren, actually maybe not so fortunate for myself, you and Lauren work at the same place. Yes. So she also has time off during that week. And in advance of that, or in anticipation of, I also scheduled some time off. So I have that whole week off. It remains to be seen what Lauren and I are going to do. I would love to go south somewhere or even north and get some hiking in. Just get outside uh, is really what I'm trying to get at because I'm just so sick of working eight hours a day, sometimes more, uh, at my kitchen table. Yeah. And I could use some some sunshine with a Scooby snack and... uh, with the wifey. So hopefully we can get out and uh, I might be doing the platinum trophy grind in Last of Us Part 2 as well. But we will see. <laughs> we will see, my friends. I'm not surprised by that at all. Yeah. But uh, yeah, all things considered, I think for myself, it was a pretty decent week. Uh, mostly just uh, kind of grinded through work. Again, a lot to push through before leading up to uh, time off. Mm-hmm. But uh, thankfully, we had some great weather. So a lot of, a lot of walks with Scoob. And that was actually funny. So yesterday morning, um, it was, this was Friday, um, Lauren took Scoob. Typically, uh, Lauren wakes up before I do. Yeah. And she'll take Scooby on the morning walk. And then at nighttime, I'll kind of take him out for the last time before we bring him into bed. And she was on a walk with him and your mom had texted us. So Lauren was kind of like reading the text as she was walking with Scoob. And then out of nowhere, there's she kind of feels this jolt and Scooby leaps forward, grabs this bird in his mouth clamps down lauren hears kind of this like pathetic like like squeal and at that point lauren realizes or recognizes that scooby has a bird in his mouth so she kind of like says like screams his name scooby and he drops it and just as he drops it the bird kind of lets out like one final sigh of like uh like i could have lived longer woe is me (laughs) and just dies so Scooby is a hunting dog. Yeah. I mentioned that on the show before. Not that we've trained him to be. I think just instinctively. We, we and didn't train his, him to hunt. We trained him to be a vicious killer. <laughs> yeah. I think instinctively he just has uh, has genes of a hunting dog. Yeah. So whenever we take him out to go to the bathroom, man, his nose is on the ground. He's sniffing for the nearest crap. 
Yeah. And that's where he's marking his territory. But, um, but yeah, other than that, I was just kind of anxiously anticipating uh, the lead up to The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, this is probably one of my most anticipated games in a very long time. Uh, I say a very long time, but really Kingdom Hearts 3 um, only a year ago was yeah. probably the game that I was most hyped for. And do you want to just get into it? I don't know how much longer I can hold off from just talking about this game and gushing. Yeah, yeah we can definitely do that. Yeah, so I'll set the scene. Um, Nolan, friend of the show, co-host and co-creator of the Young Nostalgia Podcast. Check him out on all your favorite podcasting platforms. He suggested to me after he started streaming to get these headphones, which I trust Nolan's opinion. I bought them. I really liked them. But for me, I'm kind of a a go big or go home type of guy. Like if I'm going to invest in equipment, I want that to last me a long time. That's why I bought this laptop here because I hope at least this lasts me for many years to come. I had Bose headphones that lasted me like four years. Uh, And similarly, I was listening to these headphones and I was just like, this isn't going to do it for me um, because I'm kind of an audio snob. If you haven't known that from the inception of this podcast. Yeah, I mean, just preparing for this episode, it took 30 minutes of you're like, oh, let's up the gains and then like go back to the original gains. Yeah, I I made the mistake of wanting to kind of finagle with the, the audio. So if from the Master Chief clip to now the audio balancing is significantly off, I apologize. I'm going to get back in the bunker and figure out what I need to do, tinker with, watch tutorials. So we are always bringing you guys the best audio quality for the Otaku Brothers podcast. However, I, um, where the fuck was I at? Uh, headphones. Headphones. Thank you, my man. Um, I ended up returning them to Amazon, and I was looking like... Because Nolan's recommendations <laughs> suck. Yeah, Nolan, get it together. <laughs> Kidding, man. But anyways, I um, I went online and was looking at the best headphones for podcasting, for streaming, for listening to music. I wanted them to be um, really kind of all-encompassing. And I found these Audio-Technica 50 times F358 over two days, Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Roxas edition. Yeah, and um, they're actually the headphones that um, the man, the myth, the legend, Pete Door uses when he streams on Twitch. I figured you'd probably end up on Yeah, Pete. so I ended up uh, returning the, the headphones that no one had suggested. I had some Amazon credit. All in all, they, they ran me 60 bucks. That's not bad. And um, so I was hoping to have those in time to play The Last of Us Part Two because I was going to go all out for this, all right? I moved the coffee table. I got this little lawn chair that we have, plopped it right in front of my TV. Thankfully, these bad boys, the headphones I'm using right now, arrived just before, or actually just after The Last of Us Part Two arrived. You hooked me up with the download disc, so I had the copy of the game downloaded, so I didn't, there was zero wait time. Yeah. 3.30 rolled around yesterday, and I logged off work, put the disc in, sat down, grabbed myself a cup of water, actually I made some tea, and I played this game from 3.30 in the afternoon until 1 o'clock in the morning. I can't yeah. tell you the last time I played a game where it was just a nonstop binge. Kingdom Hearts 3, I didn't even do that. I mean, Kingdom Hearts 3, I think that took me about one to two weeks to, to finish because that game was considerably lengthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and But yeah, in, in my recollection, I can't remember a game that I just sat down and played for for more than like five or six hours at one time. Yeah, I couldn't. I um. So I ended up waking up at like 6.30 yesterday. And I was like, okay, Walmart opens at 7. 
I'm going to go over there. I'm going to make sure I get one of the first copies. I got there at like 7.10-ish. And I see a guy who's like stereotypically looks like someone who'd be a gamer. And he's like, his head's down. He looks disappointed. He's walking out with nothing and he leaves. And I'm like turning around, like double taking, like, oh shit. Like, do they not have copies? Are they sold out? Did they get bum rushed and like everything sold out within the first 10 minutes? So I walk back to the aisle um, or the kind of game section and I wait there for like 20 or 15 minutes or so. And there were zero copies, but I could see the two little areas where the Last of Us 2 discs or game should be. And I was like, maybe they haven't even loaded them yet. Like, maybe I'm too early. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just sat there watching. There was that new Disney movie with, like, the the dead father. Oh, Onward. Tr- yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there was that playing. I had started it before. I was just sitting there, like, chilling in a Walmart watching Onward for, like, a good 20 minutes. And then, like, some guy passes by, because no one was in that game department. Yeah. I was like, hey, are there any associates working here? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, I'm trying to get The Last of Us 2. How do I get that out of the back room kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. If you guys have copies. He's like, you're way too early. Like, I haven't even done my drawer yet. So I was like, um, and then he has to, like, go load the game so i was like so what are you thinking time wise i'm like i'm, I'm gonna sit here all day if i freaking have to yeah so he's like maybe 15 20 minutes and i was like okay cool so i just went back looked at some of the on sale games but i just watched onward for like 20 minutes nice i came back and then like it was starting to pick up like the climax of the movie and i turned around and he's just sitting there already loaded the case just sitting there with a the game he's like have you seen this movie before and i was like uh kind of and he's like this next scene's great. He's like, I've, he's <laughs> so probably like, like, I've watched this movie 37 yeah. times in the past week. I mean, there's like 40 TVs up there yeah. with it all playing in sync. He's like, just wait. So like, I turn around and watch it. It was a, it was a hilarious scene. And then um, I ended up going to the register and I got it. Nice. Loaded it. It was only like 24 gigs, which I don't need some like 100 gig disc. Like, like Final Red Fantasy Dead. 7 or Red Dead 2. Yeah, so... Yeah, I played it. I didn't play it for 11 hours straight. Um, I got off at 3.30 as well. And then I think I played it. I only took like one or two breaks for like dinner um, for like three and a half hours. Yeah. And then I'm like, I, I'm not the type of person to go like balls deep into a scary game. Mm-hmm. And coming off of an anxiety inducing job. Um, yeah, I could only do like three and a half hours. And I'm like, I'm at a reasonable place that I can stop. And kind of relax for the night. So initial thoughts, what do you think? I'm loving it so far. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not worth, or it's it's doesn't deserve the backlash or the zeros it's getting bombed on Metacritic. Not at all. Um, I've, I can't give it an official rating yet because I haven't gotten that far in. Um, you're obviously way further than I am, and you're saying it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um we'll see where it falls i could see it being nine plus yeah yeah um it's an intense like the establishment of this new setting post game one Mm -hmm. is really well done um i didn't expect it to like i mean things to be blowing up like the second out of the gate yeah um but i i like how it establishes the new kind of norm yeah for the world yep um, cause that's kind of a big thing is 
you end on such a crazy note in the first one. I'm trying not to spoil that game either. Yeah. And then you're you're trying to figure out where do they actually go with these characters because you kind of you feel like a lot of their stuff has been wrapped up and you're like, is this going to be like a home simulator? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have, I mean, they introduce new characters, which is great. Um, I'm awful with the names, so I, I don't know their names. You know, it's well, Abby and... No, 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 no. So let's take a step back. We obviously have Ellie and Joel. Yes. His brother, Tommy. And then we have this new girl named Dina. Dina? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've seen her in the trailers of Last of Us Part Two. You also have Jesse. He's the Asian guy. Yeah, he's cool. That's like kind him. of like the main kind of cast of characters. And then also you, of course, have Tommy's wife, Maria. Those are kind of the main cast of characters that you kind of introduced to in the beginning of the game. Um, again, just because, not that it's like significant spoilers, um, but I don't even want to set the tone of like where they're at in the beginning of the game post one, just because um, all I will say is that it's three years after the events of the first game. So four. El- uh, four years, you're right, thank you. Um, and Ellie's 19 now, I believe. Oh, okay, I didn't know her age. Yeah, so Ellie's 19, uh, which would make Joel, uh, I'm sure someone out there is going to correct like me. I think he's in his late 50s, maybe early 60s. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so for me, uh, just high level again, I- I'm going to tiptoe, not even tiptoe, I'm going to be very careful about what I'm saying, just very generalized impressions, because I don't want this game to be spoiled for anyone, because I made the mistake of posting a picture of my dog Scooby, super cute, um, on Twitter and tagging Last of Us Part Two and the director of the game, Neil Druckmann. And it was kind of this caption that, to the effect of waiting for The Last of Us Part Two like this. Scooby in this cute position, kind of just like looking off longingly in the distance, waiting for this game. Within seconds, I'm thinking maybe Neil Druckmann will retweet and say, can't wait for you to experience this game. Um, cute dog, whatever. Because yeah. I got a notification on Twitter. And for whatever reason, I don't get notifications on my phone for Twitter. So I apologize if I am delayed in getting back to you on Twitter responses. I don't hate you people. I love you. And I clicked on the response to see, okay, what's who replied, who liked, who responded to it? And it was this bot of a person uh, because it was like Danny and then a string of like 12 numbers. Oh, so I knew okay. it, and he didn't even have a picture. So my guess is it's someone that's created some algorithm on Twitter to automatically reply to people who have either added Neil Druckmann or tagged hashtag Last of Us Part 2. And it was a string of about seven words that spoiled a key point in the game for me. Now, initially, I'm very upset because one, I didn't verify it because I didn't read the spoilers, whatever it was, a month or two ago when those leaked. So I was going into this game completely blind. What I will say is that even if you had a key plot point spoiled for you for really anything, let's take... The Empire Strikes Back, as an example, okay? Back in 1980, you're walking up to the theater. You're walking in this... You're, you're sitting here in this crazy-ass line waiting to get into this movie that is the sequel to this insane monumental achievement in filmmaking in science fiction in A New Hope. You're walking up to the theater. You get your ticket. You're getting ready to walk in the theater. And then the first showing walks out. And some moron says, can you believe Darth Vader is Luke's father? Yeah. You would say, what the literal F? Are you, you're, you gotta be kidding me. That can't be real. That cannot be real. Even if you have that key plot point spoiled for you, it in no way is the same as experiencing that in 
the theater when they're in Cloud City and Luke's hanging on the very edge, has his arm cut off, and Vader says, no, Luke, I'm your father. Yeah. That would just be mind-boggling, right? And I would say the very same because the key plot point that was spoiled for me, experiencing the game, is so much different than the thought process I had reading it on Twitter. That's yeah, all I'll say. Because you came over when or just taking Scooby on a walk and you, or I think returning the disc and you're like, Hey, I had a spoil, like it's spoiled or one plot point. And originally when you had come over, I think you said like you had the game spoiled and I was like, Oh shit. Like you read a paragraph, like you had the entire game spoiled. And I was like, you're ruining seven years of hype Mm -hmm. just by reading this paragraph. And when you had said it was just like one plot point, I was almost relieved. I'm like, the entire game is not fucked for you. Yeah. Um, and it, it's a it's a plot point that we both kind of assumed. So I'm I'm glad it's not like here's the end of the game. Yeah, it was not I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, it was not comprehensive in nature. It was one key plot point in the game. But um but yeah, so just talking about my experience again, I had the great setup, sitting there and drinking some tea. And obviously, as you would expect with The Last of Us, it's just a roller coaster of emotions. They take you to these extreme highs of joy and happiness, and they take you to some extreme valleys of depression and sadness, and they really just tug on your heartstrings with this game. And so there's at a certain point where I'm just like, gosh, this is heavy shit, man. I need a beer. So I grabbed a beer. I had like two or three beers. <laughs> I was dying a lot more to zombies. <laughs> yeah. And then I start getting a buzz, and I'm like, uh, you know, this is fine. This is fine. And then I get to a point in the game where I'm like, no, 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 no. I need to keep playing this. So I like chugged a couple glasses of water. I'm like, I got to sober up. <laughs> yeah. I got to keep playing this game. And it was just, again, this crazy roller coaster of emotions. I feel like so far, this game is so brilliantly paced because as I said, they take you to some really high highs, but then there are these small, beautiful moments where if this was a movie, I swear it would be these key performances by the characters, the delivery, the dialogue, the acting, that they'd point to that and say, that's Oscar worthy right there. That key scene right there, that in and of itself granted them a Best Actor award. Yeah, the character development, or at least how they interact with each other. And I mean, you're meeting new characters, obviously, because it's not just going to be Joel and Ellie and like the brother. Um, how they introduce new characters, how they all interact, their personalities. I mean, we're so well established for like Joel and Ellie in the beginning or in the first game. Yeah. And they just, it grows on that. And it's, I, it's really well done. You're going to hate me for this. So I never really played the first one. I know you didn't. Yeah. Because you told me you did. And I didn't, I never believed yeah, you. Yeah. I'm not good at lying. Just like, I can I'm read like, you. Like oh Yeah. Um, it's probably because you're like, that's why I turned off my trophies, so you can't like hunt around. But like, well, no, like I'll pause you real quick because when you were saying how freaky and scary the clickers were, I'm like, dude, you played 15 hours of the first game. The clickers can't, I mean, there's, granted, they, the clickers are terrifying, especially if you're playing with headphones and the audio quality is off the charts. But I can read you like a book and I knew you didn't play it, but I did want to press into it because. No, that's fine. I, I'm admitting my, uh, my sins right now. So. Yeah. This is confession for me. I um, I'm not good with scary games. Uh, you know this. We played through Resident Evil, what, three, two, five, five, and yeah, two. You watched me play two. Yeah. So like, I'm not good if I'm actually at the wheel. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fine watching it, like jump scares and everything. But like me actually being at the wheel and like controlling these characters is fucking terrifying. Like I get anxiety. Yeah, no, I don't. Um, I don't blame you, man. Which I think is part of the point, and like that's why we watch scary movies, um, just to get that like adrenaline rush. But like I couldn't. I wanted to understand the story and like watch the story because I mean Naughty Dog Uncharted games play like a movie. Yeah, they do. And the first game was no different, so I ended up watching a stream of it. Um, so I got all of the emotional payoffs. I just I couldn't play it. I it wasn't my cup of tea, and I was worried coming into this one that this would be the same thing. Like I didn't want to watch you play it because I wanted to actually man up and or like go balls deep into it and actually try to play a scary game mm-hmm. in my terms, opposed to like resident evil yeah um and i didn't know if i would enjoy it um because zombies are terrifying and there are jump scares yeah but i'm i'm actually really enjoying it the clickers my first interaction with them was not pretty but once you understand like how they work and like you start getting the mechanics um yeah it's a lot of fun yeah i I, my only i i caution you because i know you really well i've talked to you for well over 200 hours at this point yeah and i i know your tastes in games uh, so for me, I couldn't play Resident Evil 7 for 11 hours. I had to play yeah. that game in like one and a half to two hour bursts, if that. Sometimes it was like 30 minute increments because that game, to this day, I've, I've never been so scared in my life. Playing a game, watching a movie, watching a TV show. Um, Silent Hill, um, Amnesia, name the horror game. I can't play for extended periods of time because there isn't a captivating story to keep me progressing. Resident Evil 7 has a great story. I love it. Don't get me wrong. It, it, they penned a really good one there with Capcom. Naughty Dog's just on another level. Yeah. And, and this game is no different. However, there are points in this game, even me as a Resident Evil veteran, horror game veteran, whatever you want to call me, I haven't played a ton of Resident or a ton of horror games, but I've played enough mm-hmm. to say, this game is going to scare the shit out of you. There are certain parts that you haven't seen yet that are like, oh my gosh. Really dark corridors, no lighting. Well, that's the thing. Like, what are you? What is your contrast and brightness at? Are you just mid? Are you at fifty? I'm like maybe a notch above. Okay. Because so, I don't want it to seem like the 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 gates of heaven are opening and there's like this white weird light coming down when I'm in a dark area. Oh, okay. So I'm at fifty or whatever the default is. So it's pretty freaking dark. Okay. So yeah, I'm like one notch above that. So it's not okay. a whole lot different. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, like, the reason I stopped yesterday, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in a brighter area right now, but, like, the reason I stopped yesterday was more so I'm getting tired, not like I'm fatigued with the experience. Um, it was more, I'm getting tired and I want to be at my best when I'm playing this, like, fully awake and fully immersed. That's why I had to sober up. I couldn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I don't, yeah. I couldn't allow any part of this game to be a foggy memory. Yeah. And I'll tell you what. There were some moments in The Last of Us Part 1, if you've played that game, where, again, they're so special, they're outside of all the chaos. And it's funny because Andy McNamara, the editor-in-chief of Game Informer, he interviewed Neil Druckmann last fall when they originally said the game was coming out in February. And there's a key scene in The Last of Us. It's in the fall. The fall? Yes, it's in the fall for sure. Yeah. Um, if you know, if you know it, if you play the game, you know exactly what I'm talking about, but it's this key scene between Ellie and Joel when they're looking out in the distance and they see something and it's 
probably the most beautiful and special moment in the entire game. Yeah, I would agree. I'm 11 hours in. I would say they've topped that already to the nth degree. Yeah, that's crazy to me. Um, I'll probably experience that today. We're planning to go to the parents or my parents um, for a Father's Day. But I, after that, after I'm all packed full of Chinese food, yeah. I plan to play like the rest of the afternoon. I'll probably experience that. Um, that was such a great scene from the first one. It was. Um, yeah. To think that it goes on top of that. And I'm sure throughout the rest of your time or throughout the rest of the game, there's going to be more of those. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm I'm really excited to continue playing. I think, I don't want to say gripe because we played a, a bit of his music in the last episode. Gustavo Santaolalla, he's the composer of this of the Last of Us games. And I would say that so far, it's it's it, it his music comes in very sparingly, but when it does, man, it's like you get chills. Yeah, I I mean, I generally don't hear music, but I'm actually hearing the music in this one, mm-hmm. um, or making an effort to hear the music as I'm playing. Yeah, um, especially going through. I don't know how to say that without spoiling. So, like, the more green areas, um, there's some music in the background, and you're just looking at this new landscape that you're seeing for the first time, and you're like, holy shit. Like, that really pulls everything together. Yeah. And, like, you could do a zombie game where it's complete <laughs> silence, and that would be more terrifying because you don't know what's going to happen. But I think it's almost more terrifying having happy music going through these areas, and you're like... Why is it so quiet? I mean, you got the music and it's making you feel happy. You're like, oh, this is serene. And you're like, dude, I want to fucking live here, kind of, minus the zombies. Yeah. And then you're like, at the same time, like, nothing's happened yet. Like, I'm going to be attacked soon. Like, it's almost more terrifying with the quieter music just creating that ambiance. Yeah, I agree. I think what I'd caution you with, with... um your anxiety is that there's there's moments when you know you're in key areas and you have a bunch of guys around uh whether it's it's the infected or it's humans that you're you know you have to stealthily make your way around or kill them the music intensifies it's almost like jaws where it it it, it continually builds upon itself and gets more intense it's just that added intensity um just makes the scenarios that much more chaotic um what i want to say about gustavo's music because during some of the scenes that I alluded to that I will not talk about here, when it plays, it reminds me of a quote from Spielberg that I recently read. Spielberg, obviously one of the most brilliant film directors that we'll ever see, he created the films like E.T., Jaws, the Indiana Jones movies. Um, he invested heavily in Star Wars. Jurassic Park. Name the movie. Spielberg had his hand on it between the 70s and 90s. And... Obviously, if you've watched those Spielberg films, you know that John Williams scored a lot of those films. Well, Spielberg is famously quoted as saying that he can bring a tear to the audience members' eyes, but it's John Williams that makes the tear fall. Hmm. And I will say equally, Neil Druckmann in the director's chair, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I feel the tear ducts getting welled up right now just thinking about it. Neil Druckmann has brought tears to my eyes half a dozen times already in this game. And Gustavo, each and every damn time, 
makes the tears fall. Yeah. I don't want to go on a whole lot more about this game. What I will say, maybe encourage you to do, Ryan, and especially for people that aren't, that don't typically play these types of games. I have pages over here of notes and journaling. And what I've been doing is journaling how key plot points and scenarios make me feel. And it doesn't have to be a lot. Like I'll just jot a few words and I'll have like a happy face, a smiley face, or like a crying face. Okay. And what I'm doing is that's kind of like a, an emotional release. Like where am I at mentally with the game, with this character's motivations, with this character's choices, how that scene played out that I had no control over. And I think for me, that's kind of helped me process what's going on okay. as opposed to just like freaking out like I can't handle this. Writing it out kind of helps me release some of those emotions. Yeah, it might be interesting in the spoiler episodes to kind of hit those key, what you decided to write down. And that's largely, one, it's it's an emotional... It, it helps me emotionally process what's going on, but also it is, I don't want to forget about these key plot points. I yeah. won't, but writing them down, I want to be able to talk to them during our spoiler cast. Okay. Yeah, I might start doing that, and I'm going to start using headphones today, because that was your recommendation. That's, I just need to figure out how to put both the game audio, I guess I'm not talking to you, I figure out how to put game audio through my headphones. Yeah, yeah. Do you just plug into the controller? Yeah, just plug into the controller. And I'd encourage anyone that's playing this game, if you're not already, you haven't gotten the game yet, wherever you're at in the game, plug headphones, and not like cheap, crappy headphones. If you have a decent, even even Apple headphones, just the ones that um, have little mics tied up to them, um, plug those into the controller. It's been such, it's really made the experience that much more satisfying and intense during crazy moments yeah. uh, because Ellie's voice typically comes through both headphones, but then supporting characters will come through the right or left ear depending on what side of you they're on. Yeah, my thing is like wearing headphones for a long time gives me a headache. Like even now I'm starting to get like a headache just from having them on for like the tw- 30 minutes we've been talking or whatever. Yeah. But I, maybe I just haven't had enough water today. Could be. Um, yeah, or enough coffee. Enough coffee, yeah. But um, maybe we'll table the Last of Us Part Two discussion here. Yeah, I guess overall thoughts. Do we want to just say like what we're thinking? I, I'm really excited to continue playing. Um, there's a lot of, I guess, naysayers online, and I don't. I mean, I don't think it's warranted. Yeah, warranted. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it's great. Um, it's the evolution of the world that was created in the first one and i like where it's going and i'm enjoying the subtlety of the plot so far and Mm -hmm. i i like everything that's been done so far and i'm excited yeah no i think i would build upon everything you're saying and just um is it better than the first game it's tough to say. I mean, I think this is around a 25 to 30 hour game and I'm about the 10, 11 hour mark. I think that's crazy. <laughs> some of the things that have happened thus far um, have been better payoffs for me just mm-hmm. in terms of character relationships, the dialogue, the writing, the humor. There's it's just, a, it's a funny game. It's there's funny parts. Yeah. There's jokes that are um, spoken to the different characters that just, yeah, it's so tough for me to, because again, I'm going on like four or five hours of sleep here. I'm just trying to <laughs> to gather my thoughts in a, in a sensical way. Yeah. But I would just say that um, right now it's hitting all the right emotional beats. I think Neil Druckmann had a very clear vision with this game. 
every key plot point, city you visit, character you talk to is purposeful. And that's the best way I can describe this game is Neil Druckmann was very purposeful in everything he's done with these characters. And I cannot wait to see how the rest of this game unfolds. Yeah, and I'll definitely probably play this one again. I I think it's... You can miss so much. And I think understanding after playing through the entire plot, you'll see things that you don't. And like you said, the achievements are that what kind of funny games or whatever. Yeah, the trophies. I mean, so far, I haven't looked at the trophy listing. I mean, I have... Um, just I, when you get trophies. For yeah, like, uh, but I haven't looked at like the hidden ones, obviously, because I don't want to reveal yeah. key plot points. Um, but typically, I mean, in the original game, it was like you have to beat it on all the hardest difficulties. You had to do a bunch of multiplayer stuff. Obviously, there's no multiplayer component in this game. Yeah. It's largely just like max out every weapon in terms of crafting, collect all the items, beat the game, things of that nature. Yeah. Um, and so for me, um, I'm exploring every nook and cranny, me trying too. to find everything, you know, because... There's so much intricate detail to this world that you want to explore it, but I'm not to the point where I'm looking to see where are all these little notes that I can find, you know, yeah. where are all the collectible cards? Like, I'm not doing that, you know? No, I, I'm, I'm looking for all the, like, the chests, the... Uh, safes. The safes. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only gotten one so far, but I'm like, figuring out the combination was a ton of fun. So fun. And that was one of the key criticisms and kind of funny games from um, Tim Geddes. I freaking love it because I love reading the notes of these people that and often are like in their final moments, like they're writing to their loved one. If you find this, it's not like Resident Evil 5 where you're like, I have to go through like 27 rooms to find this key. And then you have to go through like up and down, like to find those safes, which were bullshit. We were just like, let's Google that shit. But this one was like. Was it? You said five, but yeah, two. Yeah, okay. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, two was the baton one. Um, Yeah, this one is, you find a note and you're, you're, I mean, I love how much detail there are, like, on signs and stuff. And, like, if you're just observant and you kind of read into it, it's kind of like a puzzle. It is a fucking puzzle. No, it is, because typically it's not out in left field kind of puzzle, it's. If you think about it and you look around a little bit, it's there within like a couple rooms. It is. I mean, typically you you walk into a building, you find the safe, you rummage through a bunch of drawers, you'll find a note or it's on a a, a clipboard or something like that. And what I love about the detail is that the handwriting of these notes is always different. Yeah. Different colored ink, different notes to loved ones. And you get, you really get a good glimpse of who this person was. Whether it was on outbreak day, it was a couple days after. There's just, again, so much detail into that. But I love kind of pulling the puzzle pieces together because sometimes the whole code is right on the note. Or it'll say like, hey, here's the first five digits. The last digit I think you can figure out if you go here. And it's like another area in the room and it's on a different item. And I haven't looked online to figure out any of the safe combinations because it is fun. It's genuinely fun to figure figure those out um last thing i'll encourage people okay wear headphones second thing when you're looking for every nook and cranny there is a hell of a lot of easter eggs in this game and they are freaking amazing i've taken screenshots of every single one that i found i don't know if i found any you would have already seen many really oh yeah in the Uh very beginning of the game you would have already seen a few okay so we'll have to talk offline for sure i can't wait to uh 
to hear what people have to, to say about this game. And honestly, I'd encourage people, um, you know, Ryan and I will be back in two weeks to talk about the game. Spoilers. You know, we'll, we'll do a spoiler cast of it. And I would love to hear other people's thoughts. You know, write into the podcast at otakubrotherspodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear audio questions because it's one thing to like write in your thoughts, but I would love to hear people just like the emotion in their voice, yeah. you know, as they're talking about key scenes. Yeah, if you email in though, put if there are going to be spoilers in it so we don't read it until next or two weeks from now. Yeah. Just put in this the title of the email just spoilers yeah for sure uh and even if you're doing something similar to me and just kind of taking notes about um things you're feeling like it doesn't have to be complete thoughts just quick little bullet point you know phrases of of key plot points i'd love to hear it so obviously don't post in the discord please send it to otaku brothers podcast at gmail.com we would love to hear from you but ryan uh i'm sure you played some other games this week right yeah so of course i played pokemon a little bit okay um, not, I didn't get a lot. I'm down to 46. Wow. So I got like seven or so, but I broke that barrier of 50. Actually, I only got like four cause I was at 51 last week. So yeah, I mean, getting below 50 is huge. Yeah. It's, um, I'm in the tail end. Um, I'm super excited to be done looking through Pokebank and having it like almost all the way filled is huge. Yeah. So maybe I think my subscription is 90 days now or 99 days left. Um, so I hope to complete. I've just been checking like once in the morning and then once at night. Okay. Because it only takes 15 minutes now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. Um, and then midway through the week, I think Wednesday, I asked for my PS3 back. Yes, sir. And I got my PS3. I started playing Demon Souls because I wanted to experience the game in the full level of jank that it was on the PS3, mm-hmm. and then be able to, where whatever system I end up getting that on, um, play it in the full remastered and be able to compare the two. Yeah. Be like, oh, I remember World 5 sucked ass. Yeah. Um, and I went into World 5, and it's basically like an upgraded Blight Town mm. um, level of fun. So <laughs> Yeah, that's one word for it. Yeah, no, I'm. I really enjoyed it. I... I realized I put the wrong password in when I was signing into my character or my uh, PSN. And it was like, ah, okay, you have to verify. And I didn't verify. So that's why you were getting trophies. Yeah. So as you were playing, because I was was on the crapper one day and I was, I I logged in the PSN app on the phone um, just to see if other people were playing Last of Us Part 2. Yeah. A little early. And, uh, I looked at my trophies and I was like, oh, it shows that I've played Demon Souls recently and I have more trophies than yeah, I remember. Yeah, I got Shield Knight? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and uh, I saw that you'd unlocked a trophy for me, so I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. You're at 2% now? Yep. I started a new character and then I got to the first world and I didn't enjoy the first kind of like your health is at half going up to the the phalanx or whatever, phalanx. Oh, yeah, that little boss. boss. Um. I just died, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a break. Last of Us is coming out tomorrow. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'll, I'll get back to that after I beat The Last of Us Part 2. Um, it was a good time. It's the same kind of formula. There's some weird, like, world tendency stuff Yeah, that isn't in this, but from the sound of it, it's not too crazy. Um, there's, like, phantoms and things if you decide to kill NPCs, and, like, worlds become black or white, depending, but... Yeah, it's 
it's interesting. It's kind of the same kind of formula. Well, I'm glad you're liking it. Yeah. Uh, for me this week, yeah, I, I didn't want to get too heavily invested in anything leading up to Last of Us Part Two. So for me, I played a lot more Madden, um, played a lot more Xenoblade Chronicles uh, Definitive Edition on nice. Switch. So I think right now I'm 41 or 42 hours into Xenoblade. And holy, holy shit. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm level 50-something. Um, I've put significant chunk of time into that game. Yeah, what happened to, like, I mean, it's, it's going to take me all year to beat this one. Well, I thought it was because I was really only anticipating putting in a couple hours here and there, but, man, I just, I'm really loving exploring that world. Is um, it the story or the world that's drawing you in more? The world, I mean, the story at this point, again, I keep making the comparison to Final Fantasy Thirteen, where there will be, like, five or six minutes of story exposition that could be whittled down to like, hey, this person was wronged, go right that wrong by go killing this other person. Yeah. Now, theoretically speaking, you could whittle down pretty much any movie or TV show or game into that small minimalist uh, story. Yeah, I mean like, hell, even like the revolution of the United States is like, they like tea, we didn't like tea, we tossed tea over, Kill we got them. a country. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's essentially the US. How it went down. Yeah. Uh, why did I have to take so many history classes when we could have just... In like a single few sentences, they could have just talked to me about that. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but anyways. Yeah, I mean like Hitler bad, Superman good, like Superman for president. Let's move on. All yeah, right, history class, much, got an yeah. A. Fucking cumulonimbus clouds. Oh, like, why do you have to learn about those? I have no idea. Anyways. Yeah, what were we talking about? Xenoblade. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I, uh, I think you'll find that as you get later in the game, your desire to explore every and uncover the entire map starts to go away because that, okay. that novelty, when you do it for so many areas. So are the, the, wor- the place I'm in was that huge map. Uh-huh. Um, are all the areas that big or most of them? Some of them are larger. Holy shit. That yeah. took me like four hours. Yeah. No, there's one area where I was trying to do that. And what it is, it's it's this giant sea. And there's these different pillars across the sea. And okay. you have to use these portals to get from one platform to the next. And so unless you want to cover like 10,000 kilometers of ocean and just swim your ass away the whole way. Like get your little uh, little paddle boat out and swim all this you're just gonna have patches of black across the map that you're not gonna gonna have to kill me though yeah you know and i was playing i'm like gosh this is gonna drive ryan insane he's (laughs) gonna start like clawing his eyes out and like wanting to play this game oh man god it's sometimes i wish i didn't have ocd yeah and it it, you're just gonna have to get to a point where i got where i was just you know fuck it yeah i mean (laughs) what's what's how much more is this really gonna make me enjoy the game it's actually gonna make me enjoy the game far less so, yeah, you get to a point where it's like, let's just advance the plot here, do all the side quests, and move on. Okay. So, are there any other areas that have, like, such a large level difference between that first area that I just came from where it was Pretty like much level- every single place has something like that. Okay. So, you have... Because that one was pretty, uh, I mean, consistent. There was, like, level 75 guys... And like level seventeen guys, mm-hmm. so that's pretty consistent throughout the yep world. Yeah, I mean, I think with each subsequent area, I haven't been doing a ton of grinding because, again, the the combat system isn't like Kingdom Hearts where you're just hacking and slashing your way. Because of that timed meter at the bottom, that's again very uh, very MMO esque. Yeah, 
it's just not conducive to sitting there and grinding for hours on end for no. me personally. Um, so I've kind of been doing just enough. And honestly, you would think that just doing every side quest in every area would net you enough experience points to level up enough to fight the next boss and not be, not get your ass handed to you. Yeah. And I, I found that that's, that I, I found that to be true for the majority of the time. Okay. I've Is yet to any... get to a boss where okay. I've just gotten wrecked and had to go back into the wild and grind for three hours. Yeah. I However, mean, I'm also playing on casual, so. That's true. I don't know what difficult. Is casual the lowest? Yeah. Okay. So I'm the one above that. I think, I mean, like, the area that I was facing was level 20, and I was, like, level 25 just for exploring that entire area. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to have to OCD my way through it, which I have for all the areas so far, to unlock everything, I feel like that'll be consistent, like, being a little bit overleveled. At least to the actual final boss. Well, and the beautiful thing about that game, too, is each time you discover a new area, you get experience points. Yeah. And so, um, and I would say, too, like, you know, initially you're kind of just introduced to these um, grassy fields. And eventually uh, the terrain changes pretty dramatically. Uh, You get into some deserted areas. You get to um, what looks like the Misty Mountains. You have this... uh, Oh, cool. um, this mountain pass covered in snow. You were in uh, a city one time I came over to see the dog, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm only a little bit further than that. Okay. I just progressed the plot just a little bit more. Um, but I think now with with Last of Us Part Two, uh, SpongeBob, Rehydrated, Battle for Bikini Bob, Bottom, the remaster, whatever the name of that game is, Yeah. Uh, that tied with Ghost of Tsushima, my progression in that game is probably going to go down dramatically. Okay. Yeah, I guess in two weeks, it would be the SpongeBob game. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I'll probably, between this and Ghosts, I'll probably pick up Xeno again. Yeah. Um, with Pokemon being pretty consistent. Um, yeah, my coworker got the new Pokemon um, expansion. What does he think about that? Um, he beat it in like a day. Um, he said it was mostly just adding a bunch of new pokemon mm-hmm. like it's not so much like a ton of new environments um it's just like a bunch of new pokemon that you can catch and i think he said the pokedex is up to 800 which is getting closer 800 isn't that all of them no uh, the ruby version that's, that's which doubled is, the, the the number though because previously there were only like 400 in- yeah so it, it increased significantly huh. i think it was like 261 or 461 or something like that um okay but now it's up to like 800 he said. I, I don't think you should have to pay 30 bucks for full Pokedex. Well, I'm but. not. I don't care about Sword and Shield anymore. Like, yeah, I, I, I got my 40 hours out of that game. And never once when I when the credits rolled was I saying, I need more of this. Yeah, I, I think the thing that's throwing me off is like, I have to pay for Pokemon Home if I want to have a complete Dex. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to pay whatever the cost is per year annually. So it's like if you want to get specific people or mythic Pokemon, you have to buy the expansion pack, which is thirty bucks, I think, per yeah. Time so sixty bucks to get everything, and then you have to pay Pokemon Home, which is like another thirty bucks a year. It's ridiculous. I'm like, I'll play five bucks for Pokebank and call it a day. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of done with pokemon 
after I complete this shiny dex. That's my last, like, I'm the most Pokemon master you can be without, like, being insane. Yeah. I mean... I'd argue that you I'm are I'm already insane. past the insane point. I'm, like, further down the, I don't know, the route. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, after I complete that, I'll probably be like, fuck it. Unless they do something drastic in the next one and actually up-res and have a full development cycle of a game. I'm pretty done with Pokemon. Um, there was that direct that happened So there was two. Week. There's one that happened this past week, and there's a rumor going around that there's another one next week specifically about Pokemon where potentially Pokemon Let's Go Johto region with Meryl and Pichu being the the title characters, having their own separate games. Which, if that's the case, I'll tell you what. I had the time of my life playing through Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee Edition. I thought those games were the exact kind of bite-sized Pokemon streamlined version of the original games that I needed. Yeah. I know everyone... You know, it was kind of divisive because some people wanted the, the OG. I want to grind out for hours with my Caterpie and Weedle and the... Viridian Forest for days before I get to Brock and then other people were like no I'm kind of cool playing this game in 15 to 20 hours and beating it like that's that's not a problem for me and kind of streamlining the catching of Pokemon I'm on that same train listen if we can get the Johto region and so help us all if they have what's the um the region well they already have Kanto I'm talking about the region of Ruby and Sapphire oh if they let's go edition that region I mean, I'm all about that. I think that'd be phenomenal. That's that yeah. I, I'm. I love silver version and gold version. I would love to. I mean, like, it's gonna look so good. I love Let's Go, mm-hmm. uh, Pikachu and Eevee. I mean, I beat both the games and complete the Pokedex. Um, being able to play silver version and Lugia, who's probably one of my favorite besides Tyranitar. Yeah. I would love to see him in that kind of environment. Um, I just. That would be so good. I'd much I rather. Think that would be the, I'd much rather have the focus going forward from Game Freak being those games, than like a Sword and Shield two. Yeah. No. I mean, like I miss the Leaf Green and Fire Red mm-hmm. that style. I don't need these three D character models. But if you're gonna do them, do them right and scale up the world so it actually makes sense for those larger character models. Scale up the world, and then we've talked about it umpteen times to this point. But the fact that I beat four gym trainers in a matter of like 45 minutes at the end of the game, the game was rushed. I don't care what you say. There's no way that you're gonna you know sway me away from saying that that game was rushed. They needed more time to develop it, and. It just wasn't the Pokemon game on consoles that it should have been. No. And like the legendary stuff happening after you beat the Elite Four, which it's crazy to me. Um, it almost feels like the same level of pacing that Kingdom Hearts 3 was, mm. where there was mm-hmm. zero plot up until like the last hour and a half. Yeah. This one was like, there's a little bit of plot in the beginning, like establishing some motivation, and like the middle section, just you could speed by. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and there's, after you beat the game, there was plot. So you're like, what? Yeah, I don't know. I, I expected some drastic changes in like a Switch game. Um, I think the Let's Go, uh, Pikachu and Eevee was a cool interpretation of the games and kind of visually what we as kids playing on a single like monochrome version of Pokemon on like on red or color. blue yeah. original games. Um, kind of what we visually saw in our minds when we were playing. 100%. Um, 
and it was cool to see it that way. And I think the new, if that is true, that they're doing this new version for silver version, um, I'd really enjoy that. And then they also had Pokemon Snap. Yeah, that, I think that's kind of the biggest takeaway from that little announcement. Honestly, I fast-forwarded the whole uh, little direct thing until they got to the Pokemon Snap announcement, just because I didn't need to see more of Sword and Shield. Yeah, um, or how to, there was like a Pokemon How to Brush Your Teeth app, which might have to use. Yeah, why not? Sign me up. Sign me up for that. But um, yeah, I think the biggest takeaway for most Pokemon fans was Pokemon Snap is coming back. And it's been 21 years in the making, I think. Graphically, it looks so much fun. I mean, it just looks so beautiful. And Nintendo is really on their A-game right now with games that we need in the year that is 2020. That's just been so chaotic, filled with tragedy and just depression and everything else that's gone on this year. You know, we got Animal Crossing in March. If Pokemon Snap comes out sometime in the fall, that's what we need in our lives right now. Yeah, I'm hoping something positive happens this year beside or before the fall. Mm-hmm. But yeah, whatever you can get, really. <laughs> yeah, it's just been rough. Um, and I think that's just, again, going to be such a great game to escape to. Get on the little safari cart, stroll around on these predetermined paths, and just snap in photos of our favorite Pokemon. Yeah. That's what we need in our lives. But, um, Ryan, I really don't have a whole lot. There's a couple news stories that I was thinking about getting to, but you know what? It's Father's Day this weekend. What we want to do is wish all of the fathers out there a very happy Father's Day. Give your father a call if you can. Talk to them. Tell them how much you love them. It's just happy Father's Day for, to all the fathers out there. Yeah. We want to wish to, to all you fine people. And uh, we have to go visit your father. Yeah. My father-in-law. We're going to order some Chinese food. It's going to be good times. Yeah, pick it up on the way. Dude, I'm I'm like salivating just thinking about Chinese food right now. <laughs> See, I'm salivating at the mouth trying to get back to Last of Us Part 2. I know. So we have like a wait time of like five minutes before we have to leave after we order. Mm-hmm. I'm like... I could see you trying to get back on that game, but you're in very deep spoiler territory. I am. I'm struggling to talk already. I am too. We've been talking for an hour, and I just like, man, I'm not feeling it today. The podcast juices are not flowing. After talking about The Last of Us, kind of like playing the game, it's just kind of (laughs) emotionally exhausting. Yeah. And I just don't know how much more I can go on. So I think we want as well stop while we're ahead. Yeah, I think what we wanted to do was kind of do our initial thoughts of The Last of Us, kind of where we've been this week and what we kind of see coming up. And that kind of, we're thinking next weekend doing the college episode um, and then the following weekend doing The Last of Us Part Two full kind of spoilers, our notes, and any anyone else who's playing it kind of writing in and explaining their thoughts and their emotions. And I mean, even if you hate the game, which... Is a valid, I mean, your opinion's your opinion. Absolutely. Write in and tell us why, and we can discuss and see if we agree or whatnot. Um, yeah, this weekend's just Father's Day, and we have to get going to eat food and converse with the fam. That we do. Um, but yeah, it'll definitely be a little bit longer next weekend. Um, yeah, I guess have a, like Rusty said, have a good Father's Day or happy Father's Day. Yeah, happy to all Father's the new Day. fathers out there who are listening. Yeah, and uh, definitely, again, get on the Discord. Link is in the show notes below. Always fantastic discussion going on in there. If you want to write into the show, questions for us, topics that you would like us to cover in the future, you can write in to otakubrotherspodcast at gmail.com. Send us an audio question or a written one, anything 
that makes the show better. We're all about it. You will find us next week where we will be talking, hopefully, about our college experiences. And as Ryan talked about two weeks from now, we'll be doing a deep dive on all things Last of Us Part 2. Please let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear them. Ryan, do you have any parting words for our wonderful listeners? Yeah, just have a safe week as usual. Um, Find something positive and hold on to it because we're all looking for that this year. Um, Yeah, and play Last of Us Part 2. That's right. Yeah. Are they selling out of those? Or like, have you heard if any place is like sold out? Ah, uh, no. They they printed so many copies of that game. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm curious to see how like their actual sales within the, like, the first week or so. For sure, and uh, hopefully I'll figure out the audio balancing. I don't know why I I felt the need to tinker with um, voice meter and the gain and all that kind of stuff. So Nolan, I'll probably be reaching out to you, buddy, as I always do because I struggle with the the audio stuff of this show but hopefully it wasn't too out of sorts for the listeners and your eardrums but i promise you i will figure it out next week and we will be back oh yeah see you next week folks see ya